Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? And it's welcome to another episode of Writer on the Road. Now, I've got a very special guest with me today that I've been uh, stalking, I guess, for quite a few months now to get her on the podcast. I'd like to welcome with me the very beautiful Lisa Sweeney. Uh, Good morning, Lisa. Thank you so much, Melinda. I'm sure you haven't really been stalking me. That sounds a bit scary. <laughs> uh, I choose my targets very um, very carefully, as, as my uh, listenership knows. Now, everyone, I've got Lisa on today because Lisa, uh, I guess, has a job that I aspire to and I want to pick her brain to learn lots and lots of um, tips for people like you and me to network and get ourselves out there and promote our businesses and grow our businesses in a way that isn't totally overwhelming and daunting. Now, Lisa, your job is helping women in business succeed through connections, trade and marketing. Uh, Would you like to tell us a little bit more about that before I tell you about my experiences? Sure. So um, I run um, an organisation called Business in Heels, which connects over 100,000 women largely around Australia and moving internationally. And so we connect in about 40 locations and we moved into eight countries. And every day I get to chat to the most amazing women who have these amazing stories. And many of them aren't really very confident um, in what they do. And they're often looking for ways that they can grow their business and grow their connections. And so I'm in the I feel very privileged to be able to hear these stories and whether it's through coming to our events or whether it's through social media, and I'm sure we're going to talk about each one of these, um, or even becoming a branch director, we have ways um, that people can actually help grow their business in an authentic way, in a way that doesn't seem so daunting and scary. And I love that I can help women. It's changed my life. Um, I had a very corporate background and I love that I can do that for other women. Yeah, and everyone, it is such, I guess, an asset for people like us to have people like Lisa out there guiding us and mentoring us. Now, Lisa, you do have a corporate background and you're very highly qualified in the business and marketing world. Uh, What made you switch over to what you're doing? Now, I know you talk about helping women tell their stories, which is what we do as writers, and it's what my intention here is at Writer on the Road. Uh, you do it very well and, and it's growing really quickly because I've been watching it um, from the sidelines um, because I'm a coward. Uh, <laughs> uh, do, you, do you find that, I guess, financially, um, it may not be as rewarding as it is um, seeing, seeing women succeed? Now, I'm sure you've got a lot of success cases behind you already. Uh, look, it is very rewarding um, from a personal point of view and I think this hits the crux of why I moved out of corporate. You know, I had gone along through retail to quite the pointy end and I guess it doesn't always align with your values and at some point your values get compromised as to whether that's the person you want to be, whether you really aspire to be in that role or not. And I think for me, you know, 
business in heels allows me to be the person I want to be with all the values and integrity that I have. And, you know, I can make a difference and I love that about it. You know, I did the CEO sleep out for St Vincent's a few weeks ago and we slept on a piece of cardboard. And I know I can bring stories from that event to other people and make a difference. And so for me, um, business and heels has allowed me to explore my values better than I could in a corporate role. And that's what I find quite rewarding. Yeah. And look, I listen to a lot of podcasts in America and it's about women entrepreneurs and, and women in leadership and women coaching other women and and doing all the things that you just mentioned uh, about um, inspiring the rest of us to, to be the best that we can be. Now, here in Australia, did you find that there was a bit of a gap in the market there? Because I guess um, it's certainly male-dominated as far as I'm aware. Yeah, it is. And look, I think at the moment, women all over the world, women entrepreneurs is the fastest growing business in the whole world. And women are leaving corporate for all these reasons because they have this opportunity to make a difference. And a lot of them don't feel that their values are aligned. But many women are taking a zigzag career. They're coming in and out of corporates. They're starting businesses when they're starting having families because they want more of a lifestyle choice. And quite often, again, in their 40s, they're starting these amazing businesses because they have this amazing expertise that they feel that they can make a difference. And so they want to take that out and set that up. And, you know, we we love the fact that we can actually support a lot of these people in their journey. And at the moment, women, um, for a number of reasons, aren't the heroes in the country. You know, we know that women more involved in business bring more value to businesses. Uh, women are underpaid. Women are going into retirement with their super funds, um, 45% below that of men. So, you know, for us, business and heels actually hit a gap that we felt we can actually help narrow the gap. So of all those women starting their, their businesses, more than 30% of them are going to fail in the next three years. If we could just through collaboration and get people to know what the best tools are to be more successful, if we could actually narrow that gap, wouldn't it be great to see that less than the 30% go out of business? Yeah. You know, if through education we could narrow that gap on super, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Now, these are things that are very, very dear to my heart, and we'll get back to books in a minute, everybody. Uh, but I've read um, the figure after divorce, Women are the ones who come out of it much worse off. The men get the, the fancy super, the girl and the fancy car, and the women often get left with the mortgage they can handle and the kids. Um, now, I noticed, and I'll talk about my experience of business in heels shortly, and again, back to the coward that I am, I ran away. Um, but I noticed those women, they were all very strong women, they were all very confident women, or hiding it far better than I was, uh, but they were succeeding on their own terms. And, and that's what you encourage, isn't it? That's what you're building. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and look, I think you probably misunderstand. I think a lot of women out there would have been equally as, as scared as you. And, and the point here is, and this is what everyone worries about, it's not all about you. You know, lots of women love the fact that other women will help them, you know. And so... By sharing a little bit at a networking event of, you know, what you're looking for and or who you actually work with, you immediately distract the thing from yourself. You're talking about other people. 
you're talking about where you need help. And as another woman, I love helping you. I, I know, you know, I love the idea that I can come up with things that I can help you with. Now, again, that's not talking about me. It's talking about you. And so immediately, if you get into a conversation like that, you put yourself at ease and you put me at ease. So how much of a great, you know, much better discussion would we have? And you might actually get some solutions out of all that. So suddenly networking, you know, might be the way that you actually find some amazing things that make your business more successful rather than it being about you putting yourself out there and having other people judge you. It's a different mindset. Yeah, and everybody, look, this is exactly why I've got Lisa on today. I found someone at that meeting uh, who took over my social media for a short time. I, there's another woman that I'll be chasing up as well. She does um, fashion and style and putting together a wardrobe. Um, so I was very excited about that. And more recently, I found a woman who's launched her own magazine and very successfully as well. Um, so I'm hoping Lisa will remember who that lady's name was and, and tell me all about it. Um, but she's certainly got the magazine out there and she's succeeding. Uh, my experience, Lisa, when I went to that, um, what put me on the spot and it may, and this is where I guess... Uh, your social skills really come into play. I found myself there. I was new. I was welcomed. I was given a glass of beautiful champagne and we had views over the Brisbane River. Um, but then people kept coming up to me and asking me, ah, oh, tell us your story. And I'm going, I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, so you really need to be prepared in some way when you go to these events to to have a, I suppose, an elevated, elevated pitch of your what your story is and be prepared to share it so that you can find out more about the other person as well because there were a lot of business cards exchanged during during that event and there was a lot of talking, actually so much talking. I think I found myself trying to climb out the window. Um, some people are veterans at it, aren't they? Uh, they they go to those things all the time. They they know each other and they're, they're the first people to come up and welcome the rest of us. Yeah, absolutely. And look, you know, it it all depends on your mindset. So there's a couple of things you touched on. Now, I look at a networking event like a treasure hunt and for me it's exciting who am I going to meet tonight what amazing story am I going to hear who am I going to get to know so I look forward to going to networking events and meeting others and that's because it's not all for me it's not all about me and so quite often when we talk about elevator pitches um, people get put off they think an elevator pitch is salesy and this is not what it's about nobody wants to be sold to and I think we need to get that clear up front and so if you think about how do I help others what is it that I do that makes a difference and why do I do it you can actually get to a much more deeper meaningful conversation with people um, that you know you will find quite engaging so it's not about you know so what do you do I'm an accountant now, actually, I love helping save people money through doing their accounts. It gives me a real buzz to know that, you know, then they've got money to spend on other things. Yeah, how much more engaging is that? I was bad and there was lots of people talking, Lisa, and I wanted to slap them because I'm a school teacher and there was lots of noise. Um, and and I'm determined to go back and have a second go. Uh, now, it wasn't just young women, everybody, although they were the chatterers. Uh, they were very, very keen, very enthusiastic and very good at what they did, a lot of them, and beautifully dressed and kefueled. And that was another thing that put me off. I didn't have an outfit to wear. Uh, now, I should imagine that a lot of us uh, are in that position as well 
and it's a skill I think that you learn to present I guess fake it till you make it would that be a good way of saying it Absolutely. I think so. And um, we have a free course actually on our website, which steps you through all these things, just the simple things of how to craft your elevator pitch, how, you know, some ideal things to wear. And here's my tip for you. It's really cool. And we do it, you know, business and heels, we use heels as an icebreaker, but it's great to wear one thing that has a story to it that people are going to notice and that creates the icebreaker. So it might be a beautiful necklace or it could be a great pair of heels or it could be just something a little bit different. So if you go into the event with that in mind and, you know, then you're talking about that and then the next things come quite naturally. Now, we we deliberately don't allow name tags. So you actually have to have a conversation, puts everyone on a level playing field and you have to have a conversation to get to know people's stories so you remember their name. And there's a really great reason for that because, you know, networking and meeting people is just the start. It's the relationship that's really important. And so unless you can get to the point where you can follow up with somebody, and I think, Melinda, you said you did follow up with a few people um, online, then you need to be able to reference that story. You need to engage with them somehow in the follow-up so that you actually start building that relationship and have that discussion. Yeah. Now, traditionally, men do this very well Um I'm a golfer. I play, or I have played golf, and I'm going back to playing golf. That's a that's a great place to network on a, I guess, on, in a paddock. Uh, but when it comes to, I guess, the city, and it comes to, I guess, corporate events, it's it's a skill, isn't it? Um, do you, do you think? And this is this is what I wanted to ask for us. Instead of saying, do you think, because it does, how much does it benefit authors to get themselves out of the author circles and and attend these events because that's where our readers are? (laughs) A lot. Um, You know, at the end of it, you need to decide who your audience is. And if your audience is authors, well, fine, go hang out where the authors are. But if your audience is somebody else, then you need to hang out where they hang out. And, um, again, you know, this course that we have talks about, you know, who are your ideal clients and where are they? Because they're the ones you should network with. The other thing to think about is who are your ideal collaborators? Now, they might very well be authors because you're going through similar things and maybe you can teach each other about how to market or collaborate. But it may be that um, it could be the printer that you need to meet or a marketing person that you need to meet, somebody that may actually help take your book broader. Because part of the reason why you might write a book is actually um, for yourself, but another part might be to actually use it as a marketing tool to engage other people. So if that's the case, then you need to think where do they hang out? And you need to get to a more general audience and you need to think about having speaking gigs so that people know who you are. Speaking, now that is something, I'm going to come back to that in a moment because I think that's a biggie Uh, and I attended a course with some fellow and he said that women speakers are thin on the ground and that people are always chasing up women um, and especially as it's coming up to Christmas and especially all the corporate things that happen, uh, speaking is something that we need to think about uh, as business people, as entrepreneurs and getting, getting our voice heard and that brings us to books. Now books are the new business 
Christmas cards. And one of the reasons I went along to this event is my my motto is to help people tell their stories and I coach people through writing their books and it can be quite daunting. I had a woman chase me down the street of Brunswick Heads yesterday saying, oh, I saw on your car, can, can you help me tell my story? And I thought about it. If I hadn't been driving the car down Brunswick Heads Main Street, I would not have got that customer. Now, I know at the gig that I was at, I believe someone actually operates in women business in heels and helps people tell their stories, helps people write their books now, don't they? Yeah, and look, there are a number of people all around the country doing that. Um, you know, we work with Natasha Denman a bit, and she actually helps people with more. It's it's an actually a quite a holistic approach. So she not just tells a story, but actually tells them how to to market. So it's a, like a twelve month marketing course to write your book and then launch it and then actually get the follow through to create your audience. So it's, um, you know, there's one thing to write a book and there's another thing to engage all the other people around it. Um, You know, I think that's, there's books today, there's speaking's part of it. There's also getting yourself identified through awards. There's lots of different ideas to scale your business. It's through, you could be through online education. In all cases, you need to know what your story is. Today, that's essential to actually getting out into the marketplace. Yeah, you must you must know you must know your story, and and you need someone to help you craft your story. You you say that um, you know books, speaking, and awards. You have to become known as the expert in your field. Would that would that be a fair statement? Yep. If you want to stand out, and if you want to rise above the one to one, and start getting an income that deals with one to many, you need to think about scale. And the internet's been such an awesome leveler for everyone. I mean, at Business and Heels, we're super passionate about people scaling their business, and that's part of why we build our website and we have our exchange trading platform there, because we want to get women to have reach beyond their immediate business, you know, or beyond their locality. And um, this is all about thinking big. Yeah, and I, and I think it's I think it's really important, everybody, that we remember. A lot of us, I was just speaking this morning to a woman who purely writes books and she's quiet and she writes her books and she goes out there and she barely had time for interviews, so I was very lucky that she spoke with me. Uh, but there are others of us who, like I, I run online education courses, as you said, I I teach kids, I run workshops, I'm out and about um, in Brunswick Heads and all sorts of places. There is so much more that I could be doing uh, if I if I took the courage and attended these meetings and and networked and took myself to the next level and I think you called it scaling up. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. And do I have to go back? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes, I do have to go back, everybody, and I will and I will share my experiences with you. We talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about women in Australia. You don't get training to be an entrepreneur. You put yourself out there and you grow your business. Have you got tips for going to that next level, scaling up and taking your business out to the rest of it? Oh, taking it out and what did you say? One to many was the expression that you used? Yeah, I used one to many. is not a bad one. Um, but scaling up. So my key tips for you is to um, think big. Don't don't let any negative thoughts come in. So how big can you think? You know, we at Business and Heels we talk about global domination, and I, you know, it's we have a vision that we will be spread right across the world. 
And so we're not letting any, any thoughts of limitations. So that's the first tip. The second tip is to um, get a strategy in place and have some courage and write down some of the key things that you want to do. And, you know, the third one is work out what gives you joy and, you know, and have, and have some fun with it and make sure that that's built into the strategy because that's got to be part of it. It's either that or shift your mindset. So for me, you know, I love going to networking events because I love who I'm going to meet. I love the discovery of it all. I can see it as a great treasure hunt, right? I'm not seeing it as a fearful exercise whether people are going to judge me. Now, that's a mindset shift. I wasn't always like that, you know. I could have been that person standing on the sidelines going, oh, my God, this person's so boring, I need to go to the toilet, you know. it's just, You know, we've all been there. But by shifting my mindset, I actually, you know, I find it such a wonderful thing to do and I get to hear the most amazing stories out of it. And then I know I can help people and it's even more valuable to me. Yeah. Now you talk, Lisa, about hearing stories. There's always a guest speaker at these things. Now the day I was there, I think it was a woman who was on a spiritual journey and her story was really, really interesting. Uh, Now the woman who started the Gold Coast chapter, is it, is it her business now? So Tiffany Slacksmith is the branch director for Brisbane and for Gold Coast, uh, the two Gold Coast branches. And I think you asked before about uh, Shah Moore is the lady who's just launched YMAG. She's one of our partners. And so um, she's a national partner because it's the first time in ages anybody has launched a woman's magazine, which is all about your why, which, again, as I mentioned, it's important to know your why as part of your story. And it just makes um, the connections much more authentic and much more real when you do connect with people. Yeah. So Shah is one of our partners and um, we often have a guest speaker, but we also have a couple of speaking slots, which are perfect for new authors that don't want to talk too much. And you can take along your book. Um, it's a it's a marketing spot. So um, for a small fee, you get marketed to our entire branch, our people, and you can take your books along and sell them on the night and talk about them. And so it's a great thing for up-and-coming authors to get that message out because it's really hard to get the main speaking gig because there are only so few of those in the year. Yeah, and that's interesting, everybody, because as indie authors and indie publishers and entrepreneurs now, we don't just write books. We have our online courses. We teach other um, teach people coming through to write their books. We we teach people how to market. We teach people how to launch their books. Uh, there is so much more around the business side of what we do now, and I guess that's um, more and more of us are going to be looking to you and your organisations on how best to grow our businesses because we can't or most of us unless we're really rich can't just sit at home and wait for people to find us online because that's a bit of a bit of a trick in itself the other thing that I got out of going to this um, networking event everybody was the contacts as I said I spoke about a dozen spoke about a dozen people that I I now when I say no they come up on my uh, Facebook feed and my LinkedIn feed and I I go oh that's what that person's up to Um, and I'll reach out occasionally and congratulate them and say hi and they remember me and I remember them. The lady on YMAG is coming onto the podcast, everybody. She's agreed Um, and I think that's really exciting because it's another spot that we can, can, I guess, 
put out put our ideas out there to the general public of women um, and talk about how we can we can help others with the knowledge that we've grown do you find Lisa that a lot of us are further along the track than we actually think oh yes and um Look, this is uh, one of the fundamental differences between men and women. Uh, unfortunately, women are less confident, much more judgmental on themselves than they really need to be. And for all those reasons, we're constantly second-guessing ourselves and often um, limiting our choices. And so whether it's in a corporate role where you think you have to tick every single box to get there, um, being an entrepreneur and an author is no different. And a lot of people think, well, my story is not that interesting. Um, or, you know, I can't possibly speak, or, you know, why why should I be doing these things? So uh, I think that's a big part of it is having confidence in yourself and that, you know, you've done this, you've created a book, um, I need to get out there. So from Business and Heels point of view for authors, you know, there's a number of different things you can look at. Um, we have a trading platform where people can put their books up for sale or their online courses. Um it's $100 for the year and people can do that. Or you can, as I said, speak at events and, you know, that's $150 including your ticket but you get out to thousands. Um, or you can actually do a, um, and what we're doing at the moment, which is really, really effective, is video marketing. And so a little bit like if we did this as a tape, um, we could put a, a really cool interview out about the, a book or talk about your book uh, with a call to action, and that's going out to 60,000 people. Yeah. So there's lots of different ways to actually now start really growing your business, and I think people who are, you know, if you put all your effort into that, um, it's a much more targeted audience, if that's your audience, than using SEO or AdWords are today. Yeah, and and that targeting, I've got video videoing um, down to talk to you about in a moment, um, because I noticed I think you wrote an article about it, and it's what we're all interested in now. Now this podcast um, should be going up on YouTube as well. I probably should have mentioned that, but it does go out generally. Um, it's not targeted, as you said. So I have noticed that you've run a few video courses and a few online courses through um, Business in Heels, and they're free um, to to get people um, up to speed and and more confident to do some of these other things as well i think i guess not only do you provide a mentoring service for women but it's really that um that confidence building that advisory thing to say look you're not you're not just you know the sum of yourself you're you're bigger than that and women in general need those um that kind of support and I noticed that with um, I guess my young women in my courses and my young young kids at school we limit ourselves by what we know and getting out and talking to other people and seeing what they do you can say oh I can do that as well yeah we can and I think this touches back on your point earlier about being on the golf course for networking one of the fundamental differences between women networking and men is men will meet you and they'll be happy to start doing business with you and they'll build that relationship through doing the business. Women don't want to do that. They actually want to get to know you first, form a relationship, know that they trust you, and then they want to do business with you. And so when you think about that and you go into networking events, it's really critical as you meet people that you follow up and connect with them and then follow up again and have a coffee with them. So you actually start building this relationship, which is two-way, um, which will eventually then lead to referrals and business and other things. But you've got to go into that understanding that women want a relationship. 
So if you get that that difference, you know, it'll do really well. Yeah. Do you find that people go back month after month after month that it becomes a social thing in itself that they go, oh, I look forward, I've got my business in heels meeting tonight? Yeah, we do. We probably have about half the meeting are new people and half the meeting are existing people. And what we tend to find is some of the strongest collaborations are formed by people in very similar sort of industries. And, um, you know, I bumped into two women the other day at Melbourne and one was, um, they're both in network marketing, similar businesses, not exactly the same. And they had formed this amazing alliance and partnership where they kind of cross-referred people, but also they were able to discuss, because they got similar problems and similar issues and similar challenges, ways to overcome it that had helped both of them. And they were at different stages and they had just said, you know, they had this now this great friendship, their husbands had met each other and, you know, it had gone along like that. And I hear those sort of stories all the time. And a lot of that comes through consistency. And as I said, relationships we all know take time to build. And so by committing to coming regularly, you actually build the relationships more strongly and you have more people coming to you with ideas on how you can help grow your business. So it's really up to you. I certainly would encourage, you know, good good growth for business means going to two networking events a week. Yeah, I know. Okay, everybody. I knew, I knew, I knew that it'd shock you. <laughs> oh, my God, everybody. I'm picking myself up off the floor. Uh, I, look, but seriously, if, if I want to succeed in what I'm doing, and, guys, if you want to succeed in what you're doing, we have to take this on board and we can't just stay in our safe little um, writer circles where we could talk about our books and our publishing. Um well, we can, um, but really, if we want to share our knowledges, we have to get out so get ourselves out there. We have to put ourselves out there. Now, Lisa, do you have a national conference? No, we don't at the moment. Um, we certainly are working on uh, a couple more online um, courses where we're going to come into different uh, states and do different things. So we're looking at a national co- conference next year. So that's on our agenda to do. Okay, everyone, we'll, we'll make sure we go to that one and we'll make sure that we report back. Um, and I promise not to sit in the corner. Um, and, the, and the nice thing about these things are, as you said, you meet people who you didn't expect to meet and it takes your life in directions that you didn't expect to go. And I'm a firm believer that you have to take step one before you can take steps two and three. If you don't take step one, you're not going to make steps two and three. Now, with you, Lisa, um, now you are obviously, uh, I guess we all look up to you to to lead the way with us and you said you're you're branching out um globally so how's that going how does that work for you and and what 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 are you doing to to push this forward so um business and heels has a plan to have 100 branches on the ground at the moment we have 40 in countries all over the world and so at the moment uh we're in um uae nepal Canada, New Zealand, Singapore, and Bangkok. Um, and it, we do different things in different countries. And so uh, there's a couple of different things that we're working on. Uh, we'd like to be in more third world countries, making a real difference there. And for Nepal, it's very much around women being role models, not necessarily just about the networking events, because at the moment there is no career path for younger women to be entrepreneurs. Only about 18% get education. 
in the United Arab Emirates, um, there's 2.8 men for every woman in that country. And so even going out at night is intimidating for a lot of women. And so what we do is provide a safe place where women can socialise as well as trade um, business. So each country has a slightly different flavour. And what we want to do is make sure it's it works for that country and actually makes a difference to the women there. And part of what we're doing is forming alliances with different organisations. We've got a number of different ambassadors that we've just um, added into our business. Uh, one of the ladies, Caitlin Figueredo, she's 21, and she's set up a whole um, foundation in Pakistan around women doing this art course called Peshawar Arts. And along the way, they teach them, you know, through art, a whole lot of humanitarian issues. And... Um, you know, under the guise of art, which is great. And so, you know, through some of those alignments, we will gradually, you know, expand into different countries. Now, I'm interested. Everybody, she's got me hooked. It took, um, what are we, 31 minutes and 50 seconds. I am so keen and my daughters are so keen to take our our stories uh, and volunteer and go to some of these places and make a difference with women. Um, as usual, Lisa's 40,000 steps ahead of me. Um, it's got to be the most exciting thing in the world to be able to get out there and make a difference for women who, who don't have the opportunities that we have. Absolutely. And, you know, we hear stories like in Nepal, um, you know, a branch director was in her house, you know, when the earthquake hit. So she's still on Facebook with us. And then after a year later we held an event there and there was still massive issues so people running the schools there have to choose between feeding the kids the women running the school feed the kids or get them a school book now you understand as a teacher the sort of trade-off you know in your heart you want to keep educating but you know you have to feed them and these are these are the day-to-day -day realities for some people in different countries so if along the way, through, you know, having a platform where they can trade on, through connections with other people, they can be inspired to grow their big businesses, help other women, what a great place the world would be, right? It is It is so exciting, Lisa. I've gone from trembling in my boots to have to, from having to wear a dress and stand in the middle of Brisbane and talk to people to, wow, I want to put on my hiking boots and go and join you and do those things. How do you make the connections to do what you're doing? Uh, it's networking at its best, isn't it? <laughs> we meet people, we have amazing conversations and things just come up if you're looking for them in, and you talk to people. So, you know, I'm sharing with you what we're trying to do. How many of your listeners might say, wow, I've got just the person for you. At the end of it, it's always a little bit random and it takes the risk of putting yourself out there. But along the way, amazing things come. Yeah. So you just don't know. <laughs> it's not it's not necessarily strategically planned that such and such is going to come up tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, but the challenge and I guess the excitement for you is is pushing into some of these places that you didn't think that you would you would ever go and and making that difference. You've got you've got 40 down, you've got 60 to go. Do you have a time frame for that? Uh, yep, 2 years. Yep. Yep. And, are yep. you, and you're looking at mainly third world countries or are we going to New York as well? Oh, a mixture. Uh, look, if we go, if we end up in New York and um, London, that's all well and good. But I can actually see that at the moment it's in the, the semi-developed countries where there's a real need. So if you took countries, say, like the Philippines, where there's quite a thriving industry starting to happen, 
but there's no connection. You know, and some of the countries where there's seed money going in, but then no mentoring. So it's all well and good to give women money to start businesses, and they're doing some of them are doing amazing things with them, but just as many are losing the money. And so it's sort of about helping get that consistency. So for us, it's a bit about, you know, being um, across both sorts of countries, really. Yeah, and you raise money. Do you do you seek corporate corporate sponsorship for what you're doing? Uh, absolutely, we do. Um, so we work with a number of corporates at the moment uh, to share their messages, particularly where they they're good for small business. So we work with a number of corporates as well as um, we will be actually doing a um, crowdsourcing exercise to try and get a couple of third world branches off the ground shortly. So that'll be coming up in the next few months. Yeah, and do people like Tiffany. Tiffany's uh, the one who runs the Gold Coast and the Brisbane branches, everybody. Um, now, I ended up having a bit of a personal relationship with her before I joined Business in Heels. When I first made contact with her, we had something in common, and I think it was either living in the same place or something like that, I can't remember. But we had a few conversations before I actually dived in and went to Business in Heels. Once Tiffany um, gets set up here and running in Queensland, um, does she have the opportunity then to, to move through your your corporation to go and do some of these third world um, countries as well? Does she do some of that travel as well or does she just stick here in Brisbane? No, mo- most of the branch directors are localised and I think really in order to get the right fit for each country, I mean, it's not to say other people can't come and support, but we need a dedicated person who really understands what the issues are. And for instance, we're working perhaps on the Philippines at the moment. We've got a number of Australians who are very passionate and are really well connected but we still need somebody who really understands what and is really well connected within the country, what the issues are. Because this is not about imposing uh, a format on a country. This is about making it work for the women of the country, for the community. Because at the end of it, if you're going to make authentic connections and authentic relationships, you've got to understand how that country works. And so, um, you know, Tiffany would be more than welcome to go to that country and visit there but the person that's going to run it needs to be local. Yeah. it's Look, the story is much bigger than any one of us, isn't it? You know, I look at these things through this, oh, I'm a scared author going, going to an event, but really it opens up, as you said, a world of connections. If you haven't got a reason to join uh, a business in heels now, everybody, you obviously don't have to have any heels because I don't have any heels, um, but it's all about connections. It's about networking. It's about, I think, we grow as individuals too, don't we? We start with ourselves and work out. Mm-hmm. That's right. And a lot of it, you know, as you overcome your fears and concerns and build your confidence, you're in a much better position to drive to that next level. And so, you know, actually writing a book is putting yourself out there, but a lot of people don't see that. So um, take once you've done, done a few events, you'll find that it gets much easier. Yeah. So... T- um you're writing your book, are you, Lisa? <laughs> We've already written one book, which was um, <laughs> called The Heel to Toe. We did The Heel to Toe of Networking, which is free. You can download it online. And, again, it's got some really good tips to get you going out there. Yeah. Uh, I tell my story all the time, Melinda, in many different ways. And at the moment, videos are the way we're choosing to, um, you know, get our stories out there. So not so much as books, but actually through 
video. Yeah. Now, my one of my very first interviews, we've been going for a year here at Rider on the Road, Lisa, and one of our very first interviews with, was with content marketer, um, or he's known for other things as well, was Brian Crisp of News Corporation. And he said by 2017, 18, 80% of our content would be consumed through video. Now, that has very much come um, to be a bit of a truism, isn't it? So we all Facebook Live now. We, we use YouTube. We, we're, all, we're all visual. Uh, do you have any tips for us other than the fact that I should have brushed my hair and put my makeup on this morning? <laughs> well, if you want to have a look at our, our free video marketing course, it gives you all the bits that you need just to get started, even just really simple equipment. And it's all, you know, priced for somebody that's starting out, really. And uh, we found that that was really useful. It talks a little bit about, you know, how you should stage yourself uh, just getting yourself together and prepared. And for a lot of people, you know, it's nice to have that little bit of a plan and I know what I'm doing because the first few times you do it, it's quite intimidating. And I don't know why really, um, but that idea of having that camera in front of you, you know, you're thinking, well, I'm hardly a TV star, you know, who am I to be putting myself out there? Who's going to listen? Why would I be interesting? All that sort of stuff. So, you have to park that and then the, the next bit that's most the worst bit is the editing because then you've got to edit yourself and I don't know about you but I don't like how I sound or how I look I'm sure we're, I'm not alone in that so you know once you get over it a few times and you're just like okay I have to do this you know it's fine you get over it yeah and everybody that's why I podcast because I just get to chat to people all the time it's really great and and it is all about you and it is about your story which is absolutely fantastic and I'm sure the networking events are exactly the same I just never looked at it like that I'd looked at it about oh get me out of here I'm scared uh but look I think if we can all make a promise to ourselves that we get out there and we grow and we take those steps and um, meet some very, very interesting women, because I've got to tell you, I agree with you, there are so many interesting people out there with so many interesting stories to tell. Uh, Everyone, where can everyone find you, Lisa? If you go to www.businessandheels.com, you'll find us there and it's free to join and become a member. You can immediately start connecting with people around the globe. And then you'll find the education tab and a few other things that we've chatted about today. So have fun. Yeah, and even in the last year while I've been watching Business in Heels, I've noticed that your website has grown and it's got it's got more things happening on it and um, it's more than just networking events. There's the education side of it that's really growing as well, which is really interesting. So, everyone, thank you. Thank you, Lisa, for joining us today. Thank you, Melinda. It's been a pleasure. And it's bye from us here at Rider on the Road, and you'll be hearing more about my networking forays as I become a globe trotter. And it's bye from Rider on the Road. Mm-hmm.